entirely out of the question. Then a choking, bubbling sound was followed by silence, in which the rasping call of a carrion crow came clearly from the fell outside. Mr. Powell stood up, walked across the concrete floor, and took down a shepherd's crook, which was hanging on a peg. Sitting down once more on the edge of the tank, he began unthinkingly to tap with the butt of the crook the rhythm of a current popular song. "'Uh, please, Stephen,' said Dr. Boycott, with a faint smile. "'Oh, sorry.' The large mongrel dog in the tank was continuing to struggle with its front paws, but so feebly now that its body from neck to rump hung almost vertically in the water. The spaniel-like ears were outspread, floating on either side of the head like wings, but the eyes were submerged, and only the black, delicately lyrated nose broke the surface. As Mr. Powell watched, this too went under, rose again for an instant, and then sank. The body, foreshortened by refraction as it descended, seemed to move sideways from its former floating position, finally appearing on the bottom of the tank as an almost flattened mass, and disturbing round its sides as it settled little clouds of dirty silt. Dr. Boycott clicked the stopwatch. Mr. Powell, looking quickly back to see whether he had noticed the silt, for his chief was particular about the cleanliness of equipment, made a mental note to insist to Tyson, the caretaker and head-keeper, that the tank should be emptied and cleaned to-morrow. Then, allowing for the refraction with the skill of a certain amount of practice, he plunged in the crook, engaged the dog's collar, and began to drag it to the surface. After a moment, however, he faltered, dropped the crook, and stood up wincing, while the body subsided once more to the floor of the tank. "'Christ, it's heavy,' he said. "'Don't know, Chief. I don't mean it's any heavier than usual, of course. Only I pulled a muscle in my wrist last night, and it's given me a spot of jippo. Never mind, never say die. Here goes.' "'I'm sorry,' said Dr. Boycott. "'Let me help you. I wouldn't want you to suffer avoidably.' Together they pulled on the crook, raised the heavy, pelt-sodden body head first, broke the surface tension with a concerted heave, and laid the inert dog on a foam-rubber mattress beside the tank. Here it resembled an enormous drowned fly, very black, with a compressed shape something like that of a raindrop, and smaller than life, on account of a kind of collapse of the limbs and other excrescences into the central mass of the trunk. Mr. Powell began resuscitation, and after a little the dog vomited water and commenced to gasp, though its eyes remained closed. "'Right, that'll do,' said Dr. Boycott briskly. "'Now the usual tests, please, Stephen. Pulse, blood sample, body temperature, reflexes, the various things we've been working on, and then plot the graphs. I'll be back in about twenty minutes.' "'I'm just going over to the Christian Barnard block to learn what I can about this afternoon's brain surgery work. And please don't smoke while I'm gone,' he added mildly but firmly. "'You'll appreciate that that could have an effect on results.' "'All right to put his muzzle on, Chief?' asked Mr. Powell. "'Only this one, 732's been known to be a right sod at times, and it might come round enough to start in on me, sudden-like, you know.' "'Yes, there's no objection to that.' replied Dr. Boycott, picking up the stopwatch. "'And the time, Chief?' inquired Mr. Powell, in a rather sycophantic tone, as though the time were likely to be something to Dr. Boycott's personal credit. Two hours, twenty minutes, fifty-three and two-fifths seconds,' answered Dr. Boycott. 
Without looking at the papers, I think that's about six and a half minutes longer than Wednesday's test, and about twelve minutes longer than the test before that. It's rather remarkable how regular the increase appears to be. At this rate, the graph will work out as a straight incline, although obviously we must reach a diminution somewhere. There must come a point where the additional endurance induced by the dog's expectation of removal is counterbalanced by the limits of its physical capacity. He paused for a moment and then said, "'Now there's another thing I'd like you to see to, please. I forgot to mention it this morning, but Cambridge are anxious for us to go ahead at once with the social deprivation experiment. We have a monkey set aside for that, haven't we?' "'Yeah, I'm pretty certain we have.' replied Mr. Powell. I thought you told me we definitely had. Dr. Boycott's voice was a shade sharper. Yes, that's right, said Mr. Powell hastily. We have. Good.